Welcome to the Epiphany Lutheran Church podcast. These messages, based on a biblical text, interpreting the hearer's situation, informed by Christian teaching, creatively proclaim the crucified and risen Jesus of Nazareth for forgiveness and new life starting now. Epiphany Lutheran Church is located in South City, St. Louis, Missouri. Our vision is to be a community that puts Jesus first, neighbors second, and ourselves third by gathering to be served by him so we can grow to love as he loves. Learn more at epiphany-stl.org. That's epiphany-stl.org. Our sermon today is based on the epistle reading from Paul's letter to the Christians in Rome in chapter 13. Reading a couple of verses again. You know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. This is our text. How do I know it's Christmas time? Let me count the ways. The children are hysterical and I am in a daze. Styrofoam and glitter, packages and Christmas cards lie scattered on the stairs. Holly berries squish beneath the cushions of the chairs. The children with frantic zeal glue miles of paper chains while taking turns at licking each other's candy canes. And the rhymester goes on and on and she titled her lines, "'Tis the season to be frantic." And whether the attempt at poetry qualifies as cute and whimsical or merely exaggerated and annoying, I'll let you decide. But either way, there is some shred of truth in the title. It is a busy, sometimes frantic time for most of us. The days available for you to be ready are already short. Only 24 more days and Christmas will be here. It is the season then, whether frantic or not, it is the season to get ready for Christmas. In the church, of course, these days have their own special name. Advent starts today, and this year the actual days of Advent and the December countdown from 1 to 25 coincide perfectly. And so the Advent calendars all line up just exactly right. We count the short days and we get ready for Christmas. And you know that the preparation is supposed to be more than merely superficial or outward. There should be more to this season than cleaning and decorating, buying and wrapping, addressing and sending, inviting and attending. Somehow, in the midst of these days, you're also supposed to be pausing and contemplating. There is, after all, a spiritual side of Christmas that you need to remember. And that's the focus of Advent. The first Sunday in Advent reminds you that the days left until Christmas are numbered and few. And so the time to get ready is now. But Advent is a season of two-pronged preparation. Tucked behind the obvious need to get ready for the coming celebration of Jesus' infant arrival in Bethlehem is the other less conspicuous but far more pressing need to get ready for Jesus' second arrival on the clouds. Advent reminds us that the end of everything 
is not so far away. Advent is a wake-up call for you to get up and get ready. Not just for Christmas Day, but for the last day, the day of Christ's return. You see, it's one thing to get caught unprepared for Christmas. It's another thing altogether to be caught unprepared for Judgment Day. Of course, a lot of people ignore or postpone the need for last day preparation. It doesn't seem that important since a couple thousand years have already gone by since Jesus promised to come back. It seems like a pretty safe bet to think that he's not coming back anytime soon. But this line of thinking overlooks two critical truths. First, God doesn't measure time the way that we do. For God, a couple thousand years may as well be a couple days or a couple seconds. And the second thing you should not forget is that your own personal judgment day has already been scheduled. And even by human standards, that day is not far away. People have been waiting for more than 2,000 years for Christ to come back and bring the end to the world. And who knows, maybe we will wait another 2,000 years. No one can say for certain. We don't know when that final end will come. But we do know, we do know that within 100 years or so, every single one of us here this morning will have reached our own personal last day. And for a lot of us, it'll be a lot less than 100 years. Whether or not you make it to the last day, I guarantee you that you will arrive at your own personal last day. And for you, it doesn't really matter much which comes first, does it? Those who die before the last day will still take their place in the last day's judgment, and they will be in the same spiritual condition that was theirs when they died. The day of your death is your own personal judgment day, and your last day is coming. It's already scheduled. God knows it. It's set. And it will be here so soon, so soon, before you know it. Advent, then, is your warning alarm. Wake up. Get out of bed. Get ready. The time is short. Being ready outside and inside for Christmas Day, well, that's important. But being ready outside and inside for your last day is far more important. And that's the two-pronged point of the season. Get ready for Christmas. Prepare your life. Prepare your heart. Get ready for Christ's return. Prepare your life. Prepare your hearts. But the preparation is not always easy. It takes work, real effort. And rather than cultivating spiritual zeal and preparation, too many people slide instead into spiritual laziness and even apathy. The book of Proverbs famously compares a lazy man to a door turning on its hinges, rolling from side to side in bed, making lame excuses to stay in bed just a little longer. And the spiritually lazy do the same thing. They won't get out of bed. They won't get going. They just make excuses and duck back beneath the covers for a little longer. 
The alarm is sounding, but instead of getting up and charging forward, they hit the snooze button again and again and again. People who are spiritually lazy don't take Jesus seriously. They don't believe the time really is running out. They aren't concerned about their own scheduled day of judgment. They're lounging instead in the world's bed and sleeping soundly, snug beneath the pleasant covers of comfortable, easy lives, secure in their familiar surroundings, and enjoying a smiling, warm, accommodating environment. The last thing they want is to be shaken awake and dragged out of bed. So they ignore the Advent alarm. They choose not to hear it. They don't want to be disturbed. They don't want to leave their cozy place. This, I think, is pretty clear is the state of most people living in the world. They're wrapped up in the world and happy to stay there. They're tuned out, asleep in the world's bed. But there are others who are sort of half awake. They slip in and out of their happy dreams like someone trying to sleep in on a bright sunny morning when the birds and the kids are already fully awake. Sometimes they're asleep, sometimes they're awake, but always they're in bed. And this is the way, I think, that a lot of church-going people live. They've heard the spiritual alarm. They know it's time to wake up and get focused on what matters. And as they lie awake in bed, they may even think about all of the wonderful things they're going to do as soon as they get up and get going. But not yet. And while they dream and plan and make all these wonderful arrangements for the great spiritual deeds they will do someday, they're still lounging in the world's bed this day. And they like it there. It's comfortable, it's easy, it's familiar, it's soft and warm. And the thought of leaving their comfortable place in bed with the world is more than they can bear. And so they stay put, asleep some, awake some, but in bed without exception. They won't forsake the fuzzy, dreamy unreality of the world's transient comfort. Too many far too many who claim the name of Christ fit very well the description of this in-between state. Maybe it describes you. You're awake enough to believe that you're listening to God and you're thinking God's thoughts, but you're not following through, and you know it. And no matter what you may believe, you're not following Christ. Not really. You're actually still in bed with the world, still living your life like any other sleepy-headed non-believer. The temptation to ignore the warning alarm tugs hard at every one of us. It's not easy to pull yourself out of the bed of spiritual slumber and laziness. It's not easy to wake up and leave the mattress, the pillow, and the warm blankets that still smell like sleep. It's not easy to stay prepared for your last day. Indeed, there is much working against you, working intentionally and deliberately to fool you, to trap you, to destroy you. 
Christians who have heard God's alarm, who live keenly aware that the last day is coming fast, cannot get caught up in the things of the world. That stuff has got to be left behind. No more living like people lounging in the dark. You've got to live like a person of the day. You've got to live in God's brilliant truth. You've got to leave nighttime sin and live in daytime righteousness. Put aside the deeds of darkness, says Paul, and put on the armor of light. Yes, that means there is a battle to be fought. You need his armor because you're fighting against the forces of the sinful world. And if you don't use your God-given weapons to fight the world, you'll find yourself overwhelmed and swallowed by the world. We don't beat our swords into plowshares just yet. We still need to fight. And it happens, doesn't it, that people quit fighting and get swallowed up. It can happen to anyone. It even happens even to prominent and respected Christians who should know better. When believers fall, they fall hard. And they fall because they become complacent. They drop their guard. They relax their watchfulness, close their eyes, and climb back into the world's bed and drift off to spiritual sleep. Drowsy and lethargic, they're dull on the verge of death. And that's why it's Advent. And that's why you hear the alarm Stay awake. Be prepared. Use God's armor. Use his church, his word, his grace, his sacraments, his call to follow Christ in a life of good deeds. Use these tools to fight off the world's temptations and attacks. Be ready always for the arrival of Judgment Day. Because remember, your own personal Judgment Day has already been scheduled it's set. It's coming soon. You've got to be ready for it now. When you're lounging with the world, you're not ready. When you're flirting with the delights of the world, you're not ready. No, it's not an easy season because waiting is work. Getting ready for Christmas Day, we know that's work. But getting ready for the last day, that's also work. But the work that we need to do is vital and so worth it. The silly poetry lamenting the busyness and chaos of the season continues for far too many stanzas before mercifully concluding with these lines. It's obvious it's Christmas time. The window panes are frosted. The halls are decked with holly boughs and I'm quite exhausted. And yet, despite the stress and strain involved in Christmas cheer, I'll tell you something frankly. It's my favorite time of year. And there's the truth of it, and the just barely worth it payoff in the poem. Regardless the sharp warning and the hard work, regardless the work of the season, this season of Advent preparation is a wonderful, joy-filled time of year, brimming with its own anticipation of the sweetness that comes when our Lord is present with us. For the Christian, Christmas preparation is worth all the work because it ends in that incredible joy and breathless beauty that is Christmas Day. God with us 
in our darkness, bringing the light of his day. That's what it's all about. That's Christmas. So being busy at Christmas time is rewarded on Christmas Day with a wonderful celebration and with joy along the way. And for those who are wisely preparing for Advent's second coming, those who are awake and paying attention, all of this is much more powerfully true because working to be ready and staying alert for the last day, whether that is your last day or the world's last day, is work. It's not easy. But when that day comes, when that day comes, all the work and all the struggle will be nothing next to the blessing of being ready. What can possibly be better or sweeter than to hear Jesus look at you and say to you, well done, faithful servant. Stay awake and live today in his grace. So when that day comes, that is exactly what you will hear. This is what it's all about during Advent. You live today getting ready for that day. And the joy of that day spills forward into the present with delicious foretastes of the wonders yet to come. There is joy in the journey, joy in the living, joy even in the struggle. Joy today. Enjoy on that day. It is certainly a busy, hectic, challenging season, this Advent season, but it is also a beautiful, wonderful, joyful season. What a gift to be busy these days getting ready for Christ's coming on Christmas Day. And what a gift to be busy these days getting ready for Christ's coming on the last day. Just as certain as the fact December 25th, Christmas Day will come. No, actually even more certain than that, the last day will come. God has said it. Sooner or later, all of us will arrive together at that day. All of life then is lived in Advent. All of life is lived staying sharp, getting ready for Jesus coming, getting ready for your last day. And when you live like that, all of life takes on an Advent sort of flavor. Great struggles, serious challenges, but also great anticipation, serious joy. All year long, every year, it's Advent. And so you live your life, all of your life, in the spirit of Advent, with Christmas time anticipation. And when you live like that, It's always your favorite time of the year. Amen. Keep us focused, Lord, on Christ's promised return. Rouse us from sleepy lethargy. Give us your spirit so that we live today with keen anticipation and with zeal for the work you give us to do. Amen.